That gives a great visual for the audience. Most of the day you're working outside in your underwear, building this groundbreaking, (laughs) cutting edge tech company. Hello, everyone. I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be speaking with author and entrepreneur Joe Cohen. Joe suffered from a variety of health issues growing up, inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, digestive problems, anxiety, just to name a few. His symptoms and experiences were not well understood by conventional and even alternative medicine. And after years of suffering, he embarked on self-experimentation to improve his health through biohacking. Joe went on to found Self-Decode, a biotech software platform for DNA and lab-based health recommendations established by your own genes so that you can take charge of your own healthcare with data-driven health decisions. Before we get into it, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own, do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited. Um, you know, this biohacking thing has been very much top of mind for our audience. So um, we're dying to know, how did you get here? This is such an interesting story. How did I get to, uh, I mean... Uh, how did you get to found self-decode? Like, tell us a bit about your journey. Okay. What was the motivation, the passion behind it? Okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, growing up, I had like a whole bunch of health issues and, uh, I mean, like you, you said in my bio, I, it really ran the whole gamut, but, uh, none of them were diagnosed. I just kind of had like a lot of inflammation. I was tired, uh, bloating, you know, fatigue, anxiety, gut problems, um, sleep problems, kind of like a lot of people in the US and a lot of people, especially you get into biohacking and, uh, you know, paleo in general. And uh, so I set out to try to figure out why do I have these problems? Because the solutions I was getting were, you know, um, we don't really know what your issue is. You don't have any diagnosed disease. Uh, You know, getting a diagnosis like IBS or anxiety is not necessarily going to change anything for me, right? It it doesn't really tell me what's going on. Uh, So uh, I I really did like a very deep dive into how the body's working and uh, what, yeah, like what, what, what makes our body tick? Why is one person have X issues and another person have Y issues? And uh, so that got me leading, that got me onto self-hack, which is, um, I, I realized that uh, the world needed like a very in-depth resource to be able to uh, deep dive into supplements and biology and all these different kinds of stuff. But naturally, um, I said, I realized that, you know, uh, self-hack was very interesting, but what the world really needed was an ability, uh, you know, was personalized health, not just, um, you know, just like providing information information there's a lot of information on the internet but the question is what is most relevant to me what is uh how does my body tick and that's what got me what i realized is that uh in order to bring the healthcare system forward uh in order to improve my own health in order to understand and improve the health of the world uh we need to it needs to shift into a personalized model because what was very clear is that uh you know there was bunch of different gurus, let's say, uh, people who everyone has their own opinion about different things. Um, And there's different diets as well. And it's kind of like, what, 
we need to understand from a personalized perspective because uh, what benefits who who which you know which therapies is good for which individuals um, and you know what are people uh, people's genetic risk for stuff so I, that that's what led me to genetics and uh, personal precision health where uh, we can look into an individual's genetics and um, see what are they at risk for. What are they? Uh, what What are the uh, you know uh, good recommendations for an individual like this? And uh, you know, and, and as time goes on, I think uh, it's becoming more and more clear that that's the future of healthcare. And uh, for for me personally, I was able to you know fix all my health issues, and that's what gave me the confidence that hey, I can you know not only help myself, I can help others. Yeah, I love it. Okay, you have to tell me a few things. One, where did you grow up? I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> okay, and you are now where? Where in the world are you th these days? Tel Aviv. I love it. So how did you get there? This is fascinating. I haven't interviewed anyone who's in Tel Aviv, so I'm super excited to be chatting with you. <laughs> okay, so uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, uh, and I kind of, uh, I was there for all my life. I was there until I was like 27 around. Um, and uh, in New York in general. Uh, and, and I was just like, all right, I'm sick of the New York weather. I'm headed to California. I didn't know anybody in California. I was just like born and raised in New York. Didn't didn't know anybody in California. So I just uh, looked on the map and say, okay, wh what looks nice over here? <laughs> and then I'm just like looking at the coast and, I, I went to this town called uh, Slow in, yeah. in California, and that was very nice. But yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very nice. But uh, I could only handle that for a year. I was like, OK, I need a little more people uh, yeah. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little too out there. And so uh, I went to Newport Beach. Nice. Love it. Um, and I was there for a couple of years because um, it was really it was a beautiful place. But uh, one thing that I felt was missing from California uh, was a sense of community. And um, I think that's like uh, something that might be underrated in health is like having a sense of community. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's one of those things that is like um, they've done studies on the things that are most important for longevity and health. And I think community is one of them. And I, I didn't really feel that in California, the way the city was designed, the way that, you know, everything is like, uh, you know, is everything you need a car to get everywhere. Uh, it's, um, you know, houses like everybody lives in houses, of course. Uh, and th there was no communities like I lived in a place. I never spoke to my neighbors um, yeah. there for a couple of years. So I felt like I needed to just do a change up. And I said, OK, um, I could only live in a place with good weather all year round. Mm -hmm. um, and Florida was probably was too hot for a lot of the year. Uh, Tel Aviv actually has good weather all year round. It's really just Tel Aviv and California, Southern California. <laughs> in the whole world. <laughs> I love well, it. I, I also had to. Well, in the U.S., I also had to ask myself, where can I uh, actually get citizenship? Um, where am I eligible for citizenship? Yeah. So uh, maybe like, uh, you know, uh, Portugal and Spain have, yeah. you know, nice Mediterranean Australia, uh, countries. Australia, you could be fine. Enough. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I think I would survive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so you landed in Tel Aviv. Got it. Yeah. 
And are you liking it? I love it here. It's a very vibrant city. Um, it, it's it's very set up for uh, like to have a community within a city, right? It's kind of like New York City on the beach. Yeah. There's you know there, there's skyscrapers. Uh, there's a huge tech scene here. So like all my neighbors are are in tech or either they're tech founders or they're in tech. Um, and there, it's it's a very vibrant city, right? Um, I'm not like, I don't think I would live anywhere else here. I think just Tel Aviv, it's more like the city. I'm more into the city rather than the country per se. It's mm-hmm. like the US, right? It's like, is New York City representative of the US? Not really. Uh, it, Tel Aviv is like a, a good city for me and, and it's on the beach. Great weather all year round. I live, Did you, you know, know anyone every, when you moved there or were you just like, oh, not okay. a single person, not a person. God, I mean, I moved to California <laughs> as well, not knowing anyone growing up in Chicago for the weather. So I can totally relate there. Um, but across the world, that's very interesting. I like your style. Um, okay. So tell me, you mentioned earlier self-hack. What is self-hack? Self-hacked is uh was like um I mean it is a content website we rolled it into self-decode really but uh it, it's it's a website that uh, goes really deep into articles on supplements um a bunch of different health topics and uh yeah and and um it, it's just like very very in-depth health articles okay and so you started health ha- or self-hack and then that transformed into self-decode is that right yeah, that basically after some time, I realized that I want to just work in precision health rather than like health content, just general health content because it wasn't and, personalized. And do you have a tech background or? Uh, I mean, I'm mostly self-taught. I have some science background. Uh, I have some business background, some psychology background, uh, but mainly it was just you know, diving in and, uh, you know, seeing, you know, gaining some, you know, gaining some experience along the way. I love it. Okay. So you mentioned your story, your health and how that changed once you kind of had access to this DNA based information. So like what specific changes did you make that you noticed a difference in your health? That's a, that's a, that's a very good question. So what, one of the things that uh, I realized were was very big uh, was like food sensitivities that I had. Um, and I kind of knew that I had some food sensitivities before, but I didn't know why. And uh, so through genetics, for example, I was able to realize that uh, my cannabinoid system was part of that issue. And that means like stuff like uh, CBD um was helpful. Um, I also knew, you know, there's the serotonin receptors. Um, basically, I was able to figure out like what's the the biology of these food sensitivities that I have, and so that I was able to modulate that. I was able to reduce the food sensitivities based on lifestyle and other behaviors. Um, so without having it, to eliminate them completely, you kind of address like the root cause, and then you were able to eat the foods that you had sensitivity to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't able to eliminate them completely. Like, I, I, I wasn't, it, it depended on the food. So some foods, basically, for me, there's like, um, I, I think people are on the sonostrum, how well they do p- well with like plants in general, right? So grains, beans, uh, stuff like that. And for me, I don't, most of my food issues were not allergies, right? Yeah. What that means is that, and I think this is common, you know, you, you notice some people getting tired after eating, let's say a lot of rice. Is that necessarily like, um, 
uh, is that an allergy? Is it? A, I think it's more of a sensitivity where there's a balance of how well people do with um, plant-based foods, and 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 within the plant-based foods, there's a very wide spectrum. So like, you know, grains and beans are harder on the the gut than fruits and vegetables, right? And so I think for me, like I was quite sensitive to a lot of stuff, um, but I haven't been able to like fully uh, consume grains and beans. I just think my body, I'm like on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum that does well with grains. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what I do, what I can handle is fruits, nuts, seeds, whereas I couldn't, I could barely handle that before. So that's kind of what I'm talking about is like uh, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds I can now handle. Um, whereas, uh, but the grains and beans are pretty much still not good. Got it. And so you learned this through, through like the DNA test that I could find if I did self decode, you're saying? Yeah. So there's, uh, the, the, there's, uh, the DNA test and then there's also some lab tests. And so, um, our, the self decode platform, for example, has both the DNA and labs so that you could, uh, create, you know, find, uh, uh, you know, what it does is it gives you like very in-depth reports on different topics. Uh, and it allows you to see what your risk is and what are the recommendations you could do about that that are personalized based on your genetics. So, um, you know, uh, any pretty much uh, we're going to be I mean, over time, we're going to be releasing any topic that you can think of. Uh, and it's just increasing, uh, you know, we release like very, very in-depth reports. They're kind of like mini pamphlets about that topic as it relates to you. Awesome. Um, yeah. And it's, it's about every topic. So I've also been helped by like, um, mood stuff. I'd say mood was another big thing for me, um, that I, you know, uh, focused on even after I fixed my health issues per se, like just regular health issues. Uh, I think that I, I didn't like, I realized after some time that, Hey, I need to take care of my mood as well. Cause if I don't, um, you know, I would be subject to like anxiety or maybe, uh, you know, downtime, uh, you know, modest depressions, nothing too severe. Um, and yeah. So and so that, that, like what's, what changes did you make? I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody in the world who's not having anxiety at this point in time. So I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of relevance there for everyone. Right. So, um, you know, I always just thought of like mood, you know, I, I mean, it's very easy to think of mood as just like you, you're, that's, you know, you're just, uh, that's what your deal is, right? You're, you're a moody person, whatever your mood is. Yeah. Oh, you're a moody okay. person Got or it. you're yeah. not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, these people, some people are just happy all the time, it seems right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but you don't really always know what's under the hood. Uh, but there's, you know, it, it just seems like it's something fixed, but what I found was that uh, I was able to really make a very big impact on that. Um, I would be a very unhappy person without biohacking. Left to and... your own devices, you are naturally a moody, <laughs> unhappy person. Yes, okay, exactly. Okay, so what did you do? How did you unmood yourself? <laughs> not, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, but not only would I be unhappy, I would be anxious. Okay. And I would be like depressed a lot of the time. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, I think I would have like periods where I would be happy and fine, but then I would go into like depressed periods. Um, I would just, I would just not like life very much. Okay. Um, 
And you know something? I mean, I just had a story, uh, a friend from high school. I mean, it's, it's a very sad situation. Two kids. He seemed like a happy guy. Goes out in his backyard. Wife, two kids. Uh, he shoots himself. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was like, I just, this just happened like a, a week or two ago. And I was like, holy crap. Like, yeah. what, you know, it, and, and the guy had a good job. And it was like, it seemed like he seemed like a happy guy unbelievable that you just don't know what's happening with people right he's people could seem like everything's going great for them good job wife two kids uh lived in a rich neighborhood like nothing ostensibly wrong so i i think uh there definitely is uh, and especially with the pandemic i think there's a pandemic of of mood issues and i'll explain what i did um so uh number one is i had the help of the softwares that i created i first consulted with those 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 gave me like personalized recommendations based on you know anxiety mood uh depression things like that so i looked at those topics and um you're able to build a regimen add the things that you want uh for me i i also had some background in this stuff because i tried some things out but what these reports allowed me to do is, is sometimes i tried something like 10 years ago and i i and like i tried it once and i was like ah, i'm not sure but it really allowed me to revisit these things and say, OK, I'm going to, you know, I'm a biohacker. Um, I'm why am I depressed right now? Right. I, I should not be. I know like I could find the right things. I've overcome all my health issues. I There, there should not be any mood issues here. Yeah. Uh, so I can tell you the stuff I've taken. Yeah. Uh, if you want Bring for it mood. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I've taken for me personally, I've taken uh lithium ortate. Okay. I've taken five HTP. Okay. Um uh rhodiola, bacopa, and ashwagandha. Now those require those are required except the uh and then some vitamins and minerals. Okay. But um I think oh and uh, some other things too, like honokiol. Um but basically what I did was, uh, you know, I, I said, OK, so obviously we have this precision health platform that that gives on precision health. Um, and that kind of allowed me to build like what worked for me. But I feel like there is a couple kind of different types of anxiety and depression. Right. It's people could be in one, two in, people could be in two or three different categories. And for me, the specific category that I'm in. Um, I, I noticed that, you know, a certain formula was really good for me. And so I just made a, the formula. We started, uh, selling that supplement It's called, uh, Joe Moo daily get Joe.co. Okay. Oh. So that's, um, uh, we just started selling it. Uh, and that's kind of a side project. That's not something I'm like, uh, I care about that much. Okay. Yeah. It, it's more just like, um, Hey, I like this, uh, this, you know, these ingredients and I don't see anything in the market like this. Um, I'll take, uh, you know, I would easily take a hundred bottles for myself. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And <laughs> it's me, nice to do... have them all in one pill instead of having to like open seven different jars in the market. Exactly. Exactly. And what was happening was people, I was telling people like, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I completely fixed my mood. They were like, what did you take? I was like, oh, I took this. I took that. Yeah, yeah you got to buy specific. People formula. are like, forget it. That sounds They're just like, forget it. Just tell yeah. me one pill I need to take. Totally. So now, um, 
right now i think it's uh, you know it's it's like i was just like okay i'll make this for me my family friends anyone i see whatever you know it's just like here um but and and also our community of of users who are already on the platform um it's like hey okay, um if if you're having mood issues Got it. Okay. But, so, what uh, else? so you're on the CBD. You've noticed a big difference in your health from CBD. I take it. We didn't really get into it, but I'm well, curious. that was for the, the food sensitivities. Yes, of course. And, um, but you noticed yeah. that helped, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I noticed, uh, uh, an impact from that. I noticed, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I'm, I mean, there's kind of a, like a, what, what uh, other things I noticed uh, an impact from was improving my mitochondrial health. So I noticed that um, whatever I take that improves my mitochondrial health, uh, that allows me to, you know, uh, have more energy, right? Um, and and we also have a fatigue report, but uh, but basically, I, I would say I've made like massive improvements in my health in a couple domains, and I and and they're very concrete. So. Um, I think there was like a one source of a lot of issues where it was inflammation. And that was from like a, a diet not being right for me. Um, and then I think after that, there was, um, uh, you know, th there, there were some like deficiencies, some things, you know, especially if I'm on a more specific diet, you require some more nutrients. Um, there were certain, some genetic things as well, like MTHFR and, and certain things like that. But I was able to, number one, fix my inflammation. That was one thing. And then um, uh, my mood was a was another big moment in my health. And my energy um, was another one. And I'll explain what this means by energy, right? So if you're, let's say, traveling or there's, there's always situations where you need to get up sometimes or uh, maybe you got woken up in the middle of the night for some reason, or you just went to sleep late because you were working on an important project. And I found that I was doing that a fair bit more than I would have liked, but that was just the nature of what was going on. Right. And uh, what would happen is if I wouldn't get like at least seven hours, my brain would just be like very not like my brain wouldn't function that well the next day. And I felt like, this is not a good situation. I'm not like very resilient. So what I did was uh, I started, I, I realized through genetics and other things that I need to improve my mitochondrial health. Um, and I just went full hog on that. And uh, now if I don't get to sleep, basically what happens is I have all, I have full energy in the day, my brain can function, but then, and I, I just make it up the next day. But it basically saves a whole day for me because, uh, you know, basically, you know, it's like otherwise I would my brain would zonk out for a lot of that day and I wouldn't be very productive. Whereas now I'm able to be productive and then, you know, uh, just, OK, uh, I'm going to be I'll be a little I'll be a little more tired a little earlier on, like, let's say a few more hours before I normally go to sleep and then I would just catch up on the sleep uh, or whatever. And and that was like a very, very significant thing for me uh, because that allowed me to be more resilient. Like I could travel more, I could do more things and still not get knocked out. Uh, and then the mood was another big thing. I think that has like made a huge impact on my happiness. And um, I don't know. I mean, like for me, I, that's so big. I, I don't know what I would do without it. Yeah, I can imagine. 
Um, and so this mitochondrial health is like such a big buzzword mitochondria, right? Sorry. I have like marker on my hand from my toddler. Um, but, uh, what does that even mean? And through self-decode, so full disclosure, I actually did self-decode, if you can believe it, in 2018. So I have, I actually have my reports pulled up from when I did this like forever and a day ago when I was really into this kind of stuff as well. But I'm assuming the platform has changed quite a bit since 2018. Is that fair to say? Yes, it has. Because yeah. I have like right here, I have like my addiction stats. It's like alcohol abuse, my response, A plus, caffeine addiction, D minus. Like it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I actually have a folder on my computer called self decode and I saved like all my screenshots from the report. I think I put my husband's 23andMe um, raw data in here as well. But um, so do you guys actually like give people – a score on their mitochondrial health based off their DNA input now? So we don't No, We don't do that. Uh, as of now, it's something that would be interesting in the future. But, uh, the, like you said, actually, the platform has changed dramatically, actually. So one of the changes that we've made, by the way, I mean, we, we've focused a lot on simplicity and user experience, of course. Uh, but in the back end, also, um, the platform has changed dramatically. So for example, uh, we started to use like deep learning, AI, machine learning in in generating the risks for these reports, um, uh, because uh, basically the way that uh, a lot of companies do these reports give you risks is they'll look at like a few important SNPs for it, and then they'll have some kind of uh, algorithm that that looks at what's the risk. Now, what the science has progressed since 2018 and we're basically going with the science. What recent studies have found is that you need to look at millions of variants in order to, to really get a, a better picture of risk. And so we built that, we built a, that platform that allows, um, uh, you know, to look at, we're looking at like a million variants per report. It's, it's very significant. Um, so that, that's like one very significant change besides uh, some other changes that we made. But yeah, um, uh, yeah, it gives people like risk. And then uh, the, the reports also give recommendations. I love it. So exciting. And what are things like most people are, what are like the common lifestyle things people are addressing through the, having this extra information, would you say, aside from the ones we talked about? So uh, people could get different stuff in, in each thing. Uh, I would say that uh, sometimes it, it tells people what they already know that they need to do and might give them more motivation. I think that is an important thing. Um, uh, and uh, Other times it, uh, it gives them like a new piece of information and uh, 5-HTP, uh, for example, in lithium ortate, uh, well, 5-HTP was, is a very good example because it showed up very high in my reports. And that was something that I overlooked before, um, for mood. And so I think, you know, it can, it could introduce you to some things that you may have not paid attention to that you should try out. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I think, you're right. Uh, by the way, I agree uh, completely that mitochondria was a is a big buzzword. And I, for a long time, I was like, I don't even like. I'm not going to pay attention to this really because it it just seems too buzzy for me. Well, and, and not <laughs> even the buzziness. It's like it's so hard to even grasp as someone who like spends a lot of time clearly with a lot of these topics. Like, 
I feel like people can't even understand like what that even, what even is the mitochondria? We've been talking about it and everyone's like, oh yeah, mitochondria health. Like got to get on that, but I don't even know what the fuck that means. I mean, let's be honest. Right. So I don't, okay. So the thing is, is that I'll tell you what I did for my mitochondrial okay. health and, and okay. So, um, by the way, the way I figure out if something works for me or not is I, um, uh, I will take about. 10 times the normal recommended dose for oh, something. Good God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Uh, what? <laughs> and then I, and then I see if I feel a difference. So I'll give you an example, right? Um, uh, because if I take one or two pills, I'm not really going to notice a difference. Um, okay. Yeah. So what have you tried? So this? Cause I, like if you did that with magnesium, you'd have like explosive diarrhea, for instance. I mean, this is like, this well, is, I've done that with magnesium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I mean, it depends on the form though. So some magnesiums, I did have diarrhea from doing that. Right. Yeah. And some you don't get it. Right. Fine. Like citrate. Yeah. You'll definitely don't do that with magnesium <laughs> citrate for anyone listening. Okay. Exactly. Citrate, you'll do it. If you take too high of citrate, you're gonna get diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. Or if you're constipated, then you should do it because it, Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, so what have you done it with? This is interesting. I okay, so um, I mean, this is even like okay, so let's say I've taken, let's say, Sheila Jeep before, right? Um, but uh and I just I, I saw it come up somewhere and I was like, okay, let me, uh, let me try this again. So I take 10 pills of it. The normal, the recommended dose I think was one. Um, and I was like, and I didn't take anything else just to see. And I was like, okay, let me see. I got a little bit of anxiety from it, to be honest, but I found my energy was like, like really high. Um, and, and it could be the anxiety was cause I wasn't taking other stuff, but, okay. um, and I think in general, if you have more energy could also just, you know, maybe, uh, push some anxiety, but, um, I just found like, okay, this works for me at the, at a, a very high dosage. Um, and so I, I'm just going to take this. Um, I've done that with like a lot of different stuff. I've done that with uh, PQQ. Uh, I've done that with ubiquinol. I've done that with uh, the, the Sheila G. Um, what else have I done it with? Magnesium. Um, I've done it. Yeah, no, no. I've done it with every supplement, but I'm D, just Have you done about, it with vitamin D? Yes, I have. I have. Okay. <laughs> I've done it with every supplement. Have you it's had any that, bad responses to this 10 times <laughs> like vitamin mineral loading experiment? No, no. So, okay. So what I do is I first take, uh, I'll first do like uh, twice. Okay, you work uh, your three way times. up. I work it up. Um, sometimes I've taken the whole bottle. Like I would work it up and then I would just take the whole bottle and I wouldn't notice anything. And then I would be like, okay, well, this doesn't work. It's just a placebo. Um, I'll tell you what I did that with that I didn't notice a thing, a single thing. GABA supplements. Interesting. No improvement in sleep whatsoever. No, 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 no change whatsoever. I took the whole bottle. Yeah. Um, so I would like, I, I took first two and then four and then, you know, eight. And then I think I was at 16 or like 20. And I was like, I think I should feel something by now. <laughs> Crazy. Like, what about like probiotics? Have you done it with probiotics? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've taken the whole bottle of like the strongest probiotics out there. Um, it has an effect, but I've been disillusioned with probiotics to be honest because yeah. 
um, I don't think they reach where they need to. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I think like they, cause when I experience the effect, like two hours later, which means that it's like going into my small intestine, it's not going, it's not reaching the large intestine. So like the small intestine is right after the stomach. And, uh, I feel like, yeah, I mean, like I shouldn't have to take a whole bottle of probiotics to feel something in a concrete way. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> like I do feel something after a whole bottle and I've done this with about like 15 different brands of probiotics. So it's not like, oh, maybe you didn't have the right. Brand. Kind. Got it. Yeah. Right, right. Interesting. And it, I mean, with, with the legit brands, I mean, I've done it with one brand that uh, had zero effect from, uh, took the whole bottle of, of probiotics. I've done it with uh, some of the bigger brands, like with a lot of like 100 billion per a capsule. And you take the whole bottle. I think it was like 30 capsules. I noticed something. I, I, I noticed it. It was like it was that's the point where it was like, OK, this is. This is noticeable. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking, let's see, yeah. what's uh, 30 t is 3 trillion species. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Hey, you mentioned, is it Sheila Jeet? Am I saying that right? Sheila Jeet, yeah. And what Sheila is Jeet. that? I feel like I've been learning a little bit more about that recently, but I want people to know what your take is on that one. Um, I, okay, so... Uh, that's basically, it, it's basically like this, uh, substance that grows in the Himalayas. Um, and I just try to get it from a reliable company just because, uh, it also kind of can, um, it can, it can have like, uh, lead and heavy metals in there. Is it a powder and so, or it's, 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 it's a pill, uh, some, some formulations it's like a goo. Okay. Uh, but I just take it as a pill. Okay. And what do you, what's the benefit? Why take this? So, I mean, I, I, there's, there's a, it, okay. So basically what it does is it like, it's like an electron donor. It allows the mitochondria to work more efficiently, right? That's the okay. uh, kind of the science of behind it, but I don't really care about the science. I, for me, I just know that like when I take a lot, like I know it works for me, it gives me more energy and after I started taking that was when I had the biggest difference in like uh, not being tired in the day at all, even like not being tired in the day, even if I had five hours of sleep. Not that that's something you want to do because it has other benefits. Right? right. But it basically allows me to get through the day without like 100 percent needing a nap. And then I could just make it up the next night. Interesting. How has your diet changed as a result of all this like personalized information? So, um, I don't eat grains and beans. That's pretty much it. And, uh, th besides that, I pretty, I, oh, and I've, I, I've, I was, um, I'm allergic to eggs as well. Oh my. Eggs are. Yeah. Tough. And, oh, and, and, um, I'm, a, I'm allergic to dairy as well. So eggs and dairy are like more of an allergy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then grains and beans are more of just like, I'm not part of the population that does very well with this. Like some people could be vegan and be okay. Um, yeah. You know, I would, I would think I would die. Okay. Got it. So <laughs> when, it, when I, I really need to update myself, do you, I'm going to go get, get on this and see how much this has changed from three years ago when I did it. But like, 
it had advice in here, like you respond worse to a high fat diet or like, I mean, there are certain genetic types that maybe are predisposed to having more success on a high fat diet than others. Like, is that still the assumption or has that science changed? Um, I think so. A lot of these dietary debates about high fat, high carb, low carb, I think are based on genetics. Um, and and we're also high salt and low salt. So, um, for example, let's say if we're talking about carbs, right? There is genes that um, allow people to digest them and process them better. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's very clear. Like um, for like, we'll have that in the blood sugar report where you know people who eat complex carbohydrates even can have their blood sugar go up, right? And so in our report, we'll look at whether they have those kind of genes that allow them to process the carbs better, um, even complex carbohydrates. And that has an impact on, you know, how well you do with carbs. Uh, there's genes related to your immune system, like inflammation and food sensitivities that tell you how, like, I mean, how good you're going to be with grains. Um and let's see what else there is. Uh, and then fat as well, a, a big one. And salt is a big one. Like uh, in our blood pressure report, uh, it's very clear that certain people with certain genes, um, you know, would do better on a low salt diet and certain people, it's not going to make a difference. And so like the way that, uh, you know, organizations or people work is they say, well, no, everybody either you'll, you'll, you'll see it in, in like the conventional medical establishment will say, if you have high blood pressure, you need to cut down your salt, right? Uh, and and everybody else will say, no, 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 salt isn't like the paleo or other communities will be like, no, no, salt is not the problem, right? It's um, whatever, sugar or whatever it is. Uh, and and I think there's, sometimes it is a problem, right? I think it, that's something that's like dependent on your genetics. So there's a lot of these kinds of things that there's a lot of debates in in the world that I think really need to be solved on an individual level, not on a, this is always good or that's always good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of argument on those big macro things and a lot of evidence to support both sides (laughs) of the argument in some cases. And in the end of the day, it's kind of like, maybe we just avoid processed food and stick to real food. And that solves like 80% 80% of the problems for 80% of the people. So we have really found a way to overcomplicate this whole diet thing. That's also true. So uh, like you said, um, if, if you just stick to like a, a healthy diet and, and you know, you, you stick to the basics, the common denominators, like, you know, don't go crazy with too much crap, uh, eat real food. That's going to get rid of, I mean, no matter what position you hold, it's still going to, you'll still be in a good position, right? Yeah, Uh, you'll still be healthy. But I think within that, there's like a lot of room for tweaking and maximizing. There's tweaking. Yeah. I mean, like, for example, you could say, well, is coconut oil good for me? It was terrible, like too much of it. If if I just had like a very small amount, it would be fine. Right. But Mm -hmm. um, for me, like, you know, uh, like I do generally well with paleo. Uh, I think you guys have good products also. Thank you. uh, you know, I, I use some of your products and, and I, I think like uh, that that's good. But there was like a coconut oil frenzy, like coconut oil is super there healthy. Was. Yeah. And like it's not like, OK, well, coconut oil is, you know, 
what that means is like, okay, you could use some of it in like a product and somebody shouldn't like freak out. I'm going to die from some right. coconut oil, right? But people were adding like four tablespoons of <laughs> right. bacon fudge. That's like one third coconut oil. And yeah, right, exactly. And then and that was mentioned MCT oil, which right. <laughs> what I learned in, you know, product formulation for Primal Kitchen, we don't actually use anything with MCT oil in it. But someone in the coconut oil industry was like, you know, that's the dregs of the coconut of coconut oil. It's like literally the leftover shit in the process of making coconut oil. And everyone's like chugging this stuff, you know, like. Right. And charging, they're charging more for it, but it's just like a byproduct of making coconut oil. I'm not going to like totally, I'm sure it works for some people, but just to hear more about the processing of that ingredient, I was like, no, thank you. I I don't think I'm going to be jumping on that bandwagon. Um, But so, yeah, obviously I hear coconut oil is healthy. And this is way back in the day. This is before even self-hacked. And this is like in uh, 2011. I'm like, coconut oil is healthy. I, I take like eight tablespoons of coconut oil naturally okay i was like well let's see uh i got serious brain inflammation i was like i had like a crash in my health i was like i don't understand what's going on maybe i need more coconut oil and then that's when i decided uh actually uh okay when i test something it's got to be one thing at a time yeah because i was taking a lot of coconut oil and i was doing other things and i was like well what's causing it let me you know take away this and then finally, I figured out it was the coconut oil. And but how I did you know it. you even had brain inflammation? Because I'd walk into a room that was like uh, not well ventilated. And I'd be like, holy shit. Uh, like, my, I have serious brain fog right now. Oh, God. You were very sensitive. Yeah. You were noticing. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, and, and the thing is, like, I was sensitive to food before, but now I was sensitive to air chemicals. Oh, okay. And once I stopped that. I wasn't. I mean, like, I don't like to be in low ventilated rooms all day, regardless. I don't think that's good, but it's like, how acute is the brain fog from it? Right. If yeah. it, is it like acute after like 30 minutes or is it like, you know, you just you don't want to do that for the whole day. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, I try to avoid that, but um, it, I just felt like, wow, holy shit. This is. Um, yeah, th- th- it was not good for me. Interesting. Uh, and then I uh, obviously took 10 tablespoons of MCT oil. Did you have explosive diarrhea from that as well? Because that can be a thing, too. I had explosive diarrhea. Yeah. yeah. And not only that. So I was like, OK, you know what? I'm just going to go to uh, a normal, modest amount. One tablespoon. It actually gave me blood in my stools. Yeah, I believe I don't it. Know I- why. A friend of mine tried it. She's a, a similar extremist. And when it be- first became a craze and she was like, oh, my God, there is like fire coming out like this is the worst thing i've ever tried in my entire life like how are people doing this every day so you really gotta like build up or go so i was like yeah terrified after that i'm like forget it i mean i'm all for like a, you know keeping things moving but that just sounded like not that fun so i think it was giving me crohn's or something though because like i had like um like when i was taking it like if i just took it once it would be okay but i think when i was taking it for too long I, I started to like notice some blood in my stools and I was like, oh, this yeah. can't be good. And then I, I started to. Yeah, I just took it out and it, and it went away. And um, uh, I mean, it wasn't like all the time, but but I, I, I figured out that it was from that in the end. Yeah. OK, so tell me if I'm a member of Self Decode, you what else can I learn? I see here you even I this is, you know, old, but it was like 
does well in relationships. And I even had a score on that. Like, is that still part of the program? So, um, okay. So risk of disease, reaction to blood pressure, medication, success or failure on certain diets, risk of autism, like all of these interesting things. Okay. Basically the version one was based on like old science. Um, that was in 2018. It was basically, we were looking at like some significant SNPs, but the problem with that is it, it wasn't accurate enough. Right. Um, and so we developed like a whole new system. Uh, so all the stuff that we have in the version one, we're, we're doing it again, but with the new, the newest technology. Um, okay. and the other thing is what we, I mean, so. Can you still upload your just like raw DNA data from yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. me? Otherwise, yeah, yeah. So how do you send... gather the information? Is it both DNA and blood work or how do people input okay. into the program? So, okay. So yes, you could either get it from 23andMe or we sell kits as well. Okay. Which are our kits that are, it's a very similar chip as 23andMe's uh, more or less. It's just okay. that people are. Uh, worried about the data privacy and stuff like that. That's like, we obviously don't sell their data, which is they have a different business model, yeah. right? So, I, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, basically you, you buy a kit that's, uh, you could, you could buy a kit and then, uh, what we basically you, you get the uh, 700,000 variants, right? Okay. Uh, what we do in our new system is we convert that using AI to 83 million variants. So it's basically like a whole genome of your SNPs. And, um, what you could do now, like, let's say you've, you, you, do you ever read anything online about like, Hey, gene, this gene is found to be associated with this or this APOE associated with the risk of Alzheimer's. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, or even like specific SNPs, like, uh, recently is like, Oh, these COVID, you know, these SNPs maybe increase your risk for COVID, right. Mm -hmm. Or stuff like that. What we allow you to do now is look at any uh, any SNP that you have. So you'll never not have a SNP, all 83 million SNPs. Um, uh, uh, so that's number one. It's like a platform that allows you to look at any SNP. And so we, we expand it to 83 million, by the way, in order to be, because we're looking at like 1 million per report and we need all of them. Um, and, and the... It's 99.7% accurate when we do this machine learning to fill in the missing gaps of the genome, right? Cool. Uh, so that's like step one. Um, and then uh, some other changes that we've made to the uh, platform is we basically decided that uh, we want this platform to be like, you know, we want it, we want it to, we want the platform to power the whole genomic space, not just self-decode, right? So we're licensing the technology to actually other direct consumer genomics companies who don't have the ability, the technology to do these kinds of polygenic risk scores. Because when you know about the industry, um, like I do, what's clear is we have 65 people in R&D, right? Uh, basically making it possible like really really talented people top people who know who are who are really amazing in their field um and what you understand is that when you're dealing with genomics it's actually extremely complex and uh the you know these other companies don't really except 23andme 23andme does have the firepower to do genomics correctly they're just focused on pharmaceuticals and so what we figured is we want to be the like 
you know, really legit science, genomic science, and power the infrastructure of other businesses, of uh, professionals. Um, so we kind of offer that Are service. Are you working with like Rhonda Patrick's like? She's got one on Found My Fitness or like Prometheus. Like, do you guys help businesses like that? We would. We we would offer our services. But I think Rhonda Patrick has. OK, so I'll give you an example. When yeah. Rhonda Patrick's product. Right. What's the difference with that? She basically looks at one snip at a time and then gives you some information about that. Mm-hmm. Right. We did that in the old version. But the problem is, is like I told you that you can't just look at one snip. You have to look at a million. Got it. And see how they all kind of interact. Correct. So that was what we were missing before. And we felt, okay, well, we have like a lot of information here, but we we want is we want it to be clinic like medical grade. Right. And so we took all of our reports and we looked at every single record. We double checked every single reference. Um, So like every new report that we have is like more like medical, meaning like we're offering it to doctors. Um, uh, you know, and, and other businesses that so the polygenic risk score is the most advanced out there. And then all the recommendations and the information on there is like double, triple checked. Um, so it's like that's kind of like the difference between the version one and it's uh, it's also a lot more um dynamic and user friendly. So everything on the version two is user friendly. You come in there, there's nothing that um you know, somebody who has a high school degree wouldn't be able to understand. Cool. And what's this about, like, you can have a genetic predisposition to something, but like, there's a theory of thought on like, turning genes on, turning genes off, does it really matter that much? Or, you know, how much, how much are genes really in the driver's seat? Yes, that's a great question. Um, It's so there's, there's obviously there's genes. Um, the, the genes and and then there's the epigenetics, right? Yeah. And everything you do is going to affect your genetic expression pretty much, right? If you take a supplement, if you take a drug, if you take, um, you know, in some way it's going to somewhere down the line, basically you have genes that make proteins and drugs or uh, either are going to change your gene expression or they're going to change the protein. They might inhibit, they might, you know, do different things. Uh, so everything you do has an influence on your epigenetics pretty much. Um, So you're born with your genes. Those don't change. And what your genes are, are basically they're, they're the blueprint that tell, okay, how does, how, how how does the, how are we going to respond to this input? Right. And so what we're basically like, how would we respond to the supplement? And there's like, you have millions of variants and there's like this, you know, th- there's a response that your body gives based on, uh, and so that's the epigenetics is, um, but the epigenetics is very, is basically influenced by your genetics. So you have the genetics and then based on the environment that changes various gene expression and that can influence, you know, how you, you know, different things, but the genetics is basically the the root of it. It's the blueprint. It's saying like, okay, if you have this blueprint and you eat this food, then your genetic expression is going to be like this, right? And then so you could change, you could basically uh, work, uh, do things that are, are, are uh, you know, uh, you play to your strengths, essentially. Got right? it. 
So like, let's say I have genes that make me more prone to X, Y, and Z, mood disorders, um, like all my mood stuff come up high in self-decode, um, like mood, anxiety. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I have my predispositions, but then obviously I can alter them through the environment, right? And it's not only pills. I notice like for me, I need sun. Um, and I think like a lot of that has to do with BDNF. I have a BDNF gene that is not as high and like BDNF is very important for mood and the sun increases BDNF. I, I think like you could get into the weeds with these things, but what's clear is like, okay, my, just looking at my mood, my polygenetic risk score is higher for mood issues. Um, and then what are the best recommendations? And they're, they're prioritized based on the genes. Cool. And so will I, will I be able to find out if I do better with sun? I mean, who the hell doesn't do better with sun? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. So everybody is going to do, uh, I mean, most, I think 95%, yeah, but some people, people are, you know, yeah, a little bit more susceptible to some issues. Right. So for me, others. if I don't, if I don't get sun, like light, like bright light, like not indoor light, bright light for yeah. like, uh, if I don't get like at least three hours a day. I'll feel more like I'll feel it. Oh, I like cannot wake up. Like I actually yawn all day and I have, I have like full on, I know I have an issue. If I mean, I grew up in Chicago, there was a lot of gray days. I had a wonderful childhood in the suburbs of Chicago, but living in California, I mean, I just, even it's like sunny every day in California and the days it rains, people are like, yay, I can relax for one day. And I'm just like, what? I'm not even awake yet. What are you talking about? Like, I feel it too. I'm with you. Like, I don't enjoy so, a rainy day. I literally don't wake so I up. I think that that's a great example of like, you know, everybody who, who doesn't benefit from light and sun, right? Everybody. But there's me and you who are like, um, like, if we don't get sun, we're just like, I get, you know, depressed. You have low energy, like you don't wake up. Um, it, it, like it can impact people harder. Right. I mean, I, obviously, there's some people that are doing really well uh, in the winter in yeah. Sweden. Uh, how do they you know, how does the, I, I wouldn't be able to tolerate that. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. OK. I have a few like just interesting questions for you. Okay. Besides this personalized health and like genetic movement, what are you most excited about in health and wellness? Um, OK, so besides this, uh, besides yeah. the personalized yeah. aspect. Um, I think, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm just going to go based on like what I've had the biggest improvements on. I think like mood is super important. Um, and I think like, I think especially now, you know, you, there's the pandemic and, um, you know, in the U S I, I think especially like, okay, so in the U S it's like a perfect storm. You have like, it was already like very places it, it's very hard to find a community in the u.s uh do you feel like you have a community in the u.s if you don't mind no it's interesting mark actually just wrote a really interesting article about this like in europe all cities were designed before public transportation so everybody walks everywhere you live close together you know the person at the little fruit stand you know the person you know within a block of your house you know everyone and um we just have newer cities in america and as a result people you know, they live in their little like home and they're isolated from family. And yeah, so I think 
for me, I'm like a super extroverted person. I like love people. I love meeting people. Um, and I'm also a travel addict and a bit adventurous. So I can find community pretty much anywhere. I find, I, but I mm. crave, like I could, there couldn't be enough social events for me. If I had like two social events every weekend night and got together with friends, like a few times during the week with two toddlers, I would be totally fine with that. I, I would love that. So I feel like though, you know, my husband and I, we lived in LA for nine years. We had good community there. I would say we were in Redondo beach, Hermosa beach area. It's very walkable. You run into people every time you leave your house, we move, we spent a lot of time in the Midwest. It's also, I think maybe a little easier to find community in the Midwest. I don't know if it's just the nature of people, like you're all kind of in it together in that shit weather. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, and people are just nice in the Midwest, right? And you have people who have lived there and they haven't left, right? They've like maybe gone to school in a different Midwest state, but then they stay. In California, it's transient. I mean, no one's from LA. Like people are right. there, they're coming, they're leaving. We're in Florida now and we actually wanted more space. We're on two and a half acres and like we miss we were living with my in-laws for six weeks this summer and we had friends across the street and like kids in the neighborhood. And we're really craving like neighbors, like where you just open right. the door and you go play. I mean, that's how I grew up in the Midwest. You, we, all our backyards were like, you know, connected and we just, we played in the backyard with all the neighbor friends of all different ages. And that was like a big thing. It seems a little bit harder to find that nowadays. Um, so we're on the hunt. Right. We're on the hunt. So I think, community. I, I, yeah, I think like uh, in the U.S., if you're not, uh, I think you're very extroverted, <laughs> yeah. and 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 like you said, um, but I think most people are not as extroverted yeah. as you, right? Uh, and so, for you, it's easier. But I, I think in the U.S., it's already very difficult to oh, have I a community. Totally yeah. And then with the pandemic, I mean, like that oh, is just, it. oh my gosh. And then I already think it's my theory that like. The vast majority of people have some kind of mood issue. I, I really think, um, you know, un, like fixing uh, your mood, uh, not not you, for me, it was a, it was a very big game changer. Yeah. And I think I think that's going to be like a big thing in health. Um, and I think there is a lot of room to to improve on that area. There is like different options. Not everything is going to work for every person, right? But there's a lot of available options out there. And I think uh, I'm I'm excited about that. Like, I want to spread that message of like, you know, um, like, I'm very curious. I didn't speak to this guy who committed suicide, but I'm curious, like, what was going on inside his mind, right? Like, yeah. it, it, did he try stuff? What did he do? Like, I would have liked to speak to him and be like, hey, there's options, right? You don't do this, right? Yeah. No, totally. Um, so, sure. yeah, I, I think I'm very excited about the, the mood story. And I think like if you're in a good mood for me, I was able to like, like I said, I had all these mood issues. I don't have any mood issues anymore. Like I'm happy all day. Uh, don't have anxiety. Um, and, I, and I find my mood is pretty stable. Yeah. What's the biggest one for anxiety? I'm a very happy person generally. Like I'm not I'm not really moody. If I'm in a bad mood, I know why. And I can like identify it and kind of move on quickly, but I definitely <laughs> tend to anxiety. So I live in the future. I'm like a 
more of like a dreamer vision person. I do not spend any time in the past. I don't have a lot of shame issues. I'm certainly not in the present moment as much as I should be. I spend a lot of time in the future. And I think that sort of thinking lends itself to anxiety pretty easily. Yeah, I would say that um, I have a mixture of of both. So I think I got the best of both, like the, the worst of both worlds. I have like that, you know, dwelling in the past. And then that, uh, you know, the thinking about yeah. the future. And yeah. so it's like, it gave me that depression and all that yeah. anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, that's a double whammy. Right. So what's the supplement for anxiety? Like, what what do you think? So I, I, I really think um, you have to figure out like what it's, like I said, there's a few different types of people, right? So what I noticed is, let's say people who we have like a, you know, an internal group, I've given it to some employees, some different people that have taken it. Um and what I found is that some people, it's like a very, very big impact and some people don't notice it. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like a very, very big impact and for employees. I'd say like 70 percent of like 60 percent of people at least would have a very good impact. Um, and again, it, it depends. Are on, you talking like, about the I, one you formulated? That one? Yeah. So I, I'll explain what that has to do. So there's there I'd say it's more likely, but some people have anxiety from like serotonin issue. Uh, some people can have anxiety from uh, like th- there's basically like a few pathways where people have anxiety. It could and be will a I learn issue. what pathway if I am a member of self decode? So what it will tell you is like it'll give you certain recommendations for okay. the uh, for the thing. It won't tell you necessarily. It will tell you like it'll give you the genes why it's that recommendation is higher. It could say, hey, this is GABA. It's not going to have like a clear, you know, clinical yeah, pathway. Say, hey, of your like... anxiety. The reason you can't sleep at 3 a.m. is because of this SMP. OK, but you're going to kind of be steered in the direction. No, no, but it does. It, there is some of that. There is okay. like uh, it, when it gives you the recommendation says we did this higher. We put this higher because of this gene and this gene is related to GABA or something like that. Cool. So you might see some of that. Um, it's not going to go into detail because, you know, we didn't. Consumers don't want to see the details, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's um, yeah, I, I think there's there's that, and and I think you know there's there's just some uh, experimentation as well. I would um, I would send you a few free bottles of of the uh, that uh, supplement that I formulated. Again, wow. it's not even something I'm, you know, like uh, I'm, I really, it's not my focus. My we have like uh, we have eighty five people working for self decode. Uh, nobody's really working on that. So like it's just yeah. like one person, I think. Uh, so it's very very little of my focus. But how much has your business grown? Like this is a eighty five. So like that's more employees than we have at Primal. I mean that's a big team. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of R and D that oh, needs to be that. done. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, just creating these reports, uh, we have a lot of scientists. Everything needs to be checked over. Um, it's a very like we we really you know we're the um, like it's it's more like boutique you know the the high end stuff, and we even go a little too overboard, which is like the amount of resources we spend on the R and D to make to make our polygenic risk score the best in the industry is more than we're going to get back just from consumers. So that's why we're licensing it to businesses. Got it. Um, uh, we, you know, practitioners, because practitioners and businesses, they do care about this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and we feel like, I, I think that's like a very big problem in this industry where people, 
the, the technology is is not there and it's kind of like a lot of it is just like random guesswork in the industry yeah. um because you do need like a very serious science team to make it work but uh yeah I, i'm i'm like for the 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 thing that i'm super passionate about is mood i love it very cool all right what's the worst thing you've ever done for your own health um probably the coconut oil <laughs> i love it no one's given me that answer yet i'm going to tell <laughs> right? you that much well it's because i took eight, ta eight, eight tablespoons a day um, a day yeah Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know every single day. I know I took it one day and then maybe the other days I was taking four tablespoons yeah. or whatever. Okay. That is crazy. Um, What's been your biggest failure in life thus far? Do you like how I said thus far implying like there's going to be so many more failures for you? <laughs> that's a terrible that's way a, to That's a that really question. good question. <laughs> no, clearly you're killing What it. has been my biggest failure? Um, I would say that... Uh, you, you, um, a personal life or business failure? Both. I want to know both now. <laughs> um, I would say. Uh, so. Okay. Uh, another question. <laughs> um, failure based on external causes or failure based on uh, something. Whatever. Like whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So in, in 2018, Google had like these medic updates. Okay. And they basically just said like any company that's not, you know, a big uh hospital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so that was like a very big hit to self-hacked. Uh we we had like a huge amount of traffic. We were like really, really scrupulous on providing good content. And then they Google just kind of Yeah, turned if off you the weren't taps. like authored by a doctor, they like your content stopped ranking, correct? Right. But we not not really, no. No, if it oh. wasn't reviewed or uh so the thing is, is that we had every single piece of our content reviewed by uh, two medical professionals, a doc, an MD and like a pharmacologist, you know, PharmD, um, you know, or, you know, so it was always two medical professionals and our scientists always like they they almost all of them had like master's degrees. And we went to the original science. Um, none of that helped. Um, we, none of that uh, changed. And whereas you have other websites like Healthline, um, like we had somebody working in marketing in the past writing uh, cancer articles for them. And I, we we're like, hey, what do you think about writing an article for self-hack? She's like, I'm nowhere near qualified to do that. <laughs> I was like, but you wrote for uh, Healthline. She's like, oh, those are very different articles. You just like, uh, um, you know, yeah. take some information like that you get. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it wasn't really how it was just that Healthline is more like they're they're more of an established company. And I think Google somehow has something in that algorithm uh, yeah. about like how established okay. they're. All right. Personal. So say, oh, yeah. OK. So that was a failure. personal failure. Um, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, personal failure is. Uh, well, I haven't found uh somebody who um like i haven't found a partner yet yeah. I, I think that's a personal failure until it's um, not until you meet until someone it's not yeah. right right well you said thus far yeah thus far that's true yeah no i'm just saying <laughs> I, there's hope for you maybe some listener 
is going to be like, man, I'm really digging this guy. He's addressed his mood issues. He's an entrepreneur. We'll have to drop your Instagram DM uh, details into the notes from the podcast. No, I hear you. Well, I think focusing on community and on yourself always helps find someone. And also as soon as you stop looking, that's like, that's always when it arises, but cool. Okay. What would you say is, and we've touched on a few of these, but what's the weirdest health hack you do that like most people aren't doing aside from the ones we've touched on? So is it like, I don't know. Yeah. There's gotta be some other, Uh, the weirdest health hack. I mean, it's almost hard for me to know what's weird these days. Uh, <laughs> I, well, so let's see. I mean, um, sounds like everything you're doing is slightly weird. So I think anything you can <laughs> think of is good. Like taking an entire bottle of a supplement, all these things are, are out. Right. It's all qualified. I, I think I do. I'm, I'm a, I, I guess, uh, I don't know if microdosing, uh, psychedelics is weird these oh, days. Yeah. No, I mean, that's becoming mainstream, but I would say it's right. <laughs> like only becoming mainstream in the weirdest of the weird. So yeah, right. I want to hear about that. Um, I just found, I found it's like really good. Uh, just taking a small amount of, um, site, like a, a, a small microdose, uh, like maybe one twentieth uh, of, of a dose. I just, I, I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. I find it makes me more, um, it, it could make me more productive. It's, it makes me like very awake, gives me more energy. I don't know. And there's no side effects for me. I love it. That's great. Um, okay. Let's see. This is my last one. This is my favorite question, but what is something most people don't know about you? What is something most people, Ooh, they, you have really good questions. Oh, I <laughs> I like thank these. you. God. So <laughs> uh, what is something that most people don't know about me? Yeah. Uh, like a story, something, anything. Wow. Um, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of things people don't know about me, but Even better. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking of like my hobbies. No, like I play beach volleyball, but that's not a thing. What, what is something you want? Something juicy that yeah, that, that... Juicy. <laughs> yeah. people want something juicy, Joe. Most okay. So I would say, uh, most of the day I am. On, I have like a, a private roof. Uh, most okay. of the day, I'm with my boxers and no shirt. I love it uh, on my roof. I, I don't know if that's uh, no, <laughs> that's great. If... That gives a great visual for the audience. Most of the day, you're working outside in your underwear in Tel Aviv, building this like groundbreaking, <laughs> cutting edge tech company. You have 85 <laughs> employees, and right. you change the world through personalized medicine. Right, and I'm I'm in my boxers on on a roof, getting yeah. sun in Tel Aviv. It's uh, I would say like, you know, I, I'm like, oh, let's uh, keep the video off for now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I have my pajama pants on now. As my like biggest decision of my day is what shirt am I going to wear for my Zoom calls. Um, so I'm with you. <laughs> I love it. Well, this was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Can you just share with everyone like where they can find you, um, and self decode. I'm sure people. Yeah. So uh, there's Mr. Biohacker for dating uh, for (laughs) single ladies, Mr. Biohacker for all all the single ladies. uh, There's Mr. Biohacker or or anyone else who uh, wants to follow me. Uh, And uh, for 
the self decode is for the genetics. Um, uh, you know, it's also a lab platform. So if you have lab tests, it's also good to upload. Uh, and um, so that's selfdecode.com. And then uh, if you want to see uh, my personal pet project is uh, getjoe.co. That's for if you want that mood supplement. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and just... Uh, we like I like I mentioned we we uh, one of the things that we're focusing on is actually offering the um, like a physician uh, like a, a service that physicians could use genomics for their practice uh, and other businesses. I love it. Awesome. Well, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining, and uh, we'll keep a lookout for self decode and what you continue to build over there. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me.